Um, hello. Hello and welcome. Hello. Welcome, friends. To the fireside chat. <laughs> I want to talk to you all about the chicken in every pot. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I want to talk to you all about that. <laughs> that notion. <laughs> um, welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is a podcast about the service industry vaguely sort of <laughs> usually we try to stay within those confines and sometimes we break free sometimes we break free also as i was texting lillian yesterday i was like we can make that work we can make it fit <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i mean give us a little artistic freedom freedom what's what we need we're approaching a hundred episodes on this podcast <laughs> god help all of you god help all of you and it's like yeah there's there's a lot to talk about in restaurants, but there's not that much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can bitch all day about, you know, guests being dumb, but natural wine, natural wine bosses being the devil, etc. etc. Anyways, um just like last week's, we're skipping service stories this week yeah because we don't really have any because it was a holiday yeah we both worked maybe 12 hours yeah nobody comes to restaurants during thanksgiving because it's the big food holiday obviously people are out of town people are forced to stay indoors with people who raise them who they actively hate Mm -hmm. you'd think you escape to a restaurant but much more so than christmas also like people really don't go out like christmas you'll always find people who want to go out jews yep and and Christians. <laughs> I'm talking about the Jews. Okay. The Jews and the Christians. This was my, this is my Joe Biden. <laughs> I have friends who are Jews. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a, yes. Christmas. Christmas out, people go. Out, it's an outward holiday. Festive. But Thanksgiving for some reason people are, and more restaurants are closed on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like no one goes out. It's weird. Um, I guess unless you're in a small town and then you kind of do the classic small town bar stuff. Sure. But not you're not eating, you know? Mm-mm. Food, that is. <laughs> hey. hey. Small town reunions. <laughs> you know them. You yeah. love them. We did not go home, so, well, you might have had sex. I didn't. Um, No. God, who has sex on Thanksgiving? It's no, disgusting. Like around the holiday, maybe. Or... Well, yeah, but on Thanksgiving. <laughs> God. God. God, can you imagine? The night before, you go to the local <laughs> bar, make eyes at your... <laughs> High school, you know, whatever. I gotta say, one of the more satisfying things that's happened to me um, is going back to my hometown, uh, going back to Tallahassee, Florida, and then seeing the guy who I was, like, obsessed with Mm -hmm. um, in high school. I thought he was super hot, had a huge crush on him, and then he was, like, playing pool at, like, our local bar, and he, like, started hitting on me, and I was like, oh, I don't want to have sex with you but it felt awesome that is cool that's cool for you you need that everyone needs a little bit like i'm gonna reject the guy who i would have i don't know married self-harmed over oh no. oh what no <laughs> different idea okay yep <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i had a similar sensation because i told you this story i hope i didn't say it on the podcast but it's just in my brain forever now um <laughs> The guy who my freshman year of college, I was like so obsessed with. Um, I saw him responding to a relationship subreddit. Uh-huh. It said some 
dumb thing. And then someone was like, shut the fuck up, Tanky. And I was like, yes! I was so happy. Yeah, pretty similar stuff. Similar stuff. <laughs> similar stuff. It was just such an innocuous, like, whatever he said. He was like, this guy needs to listen to his girlfriend or whatever gay shit he says. And then, wait. <laughs> sorry um and then (laughs) we're canceled (laughs) two stars off the review that's a reference to lynn's other podcast um and then someone was called him a tanky for some reason it really sent me that's funny over the edge um anyways what how was your thanksgiving we spent thanksgiving apart sadly (laughs) Um, it was great. I went to my best friend's parents' house, which is what I've done for years. Yeah. Um, it's a lovely Thanksgiving, very traditional yeah. kind of spread. I What did you make? This is service this is a service story because we both made and served. Exactly. I did the um I did a lot of like prep like daytime stuff. So I made a sauerkraut pie, which is a savory pie. You got that recipe. I got the recipe. My okay. my chef would not give it up. He was like, they're not ready for it. And then I was like, gun to his head. I was like, you better give me that effing recipe. <laughs> um, it was good. It yeah. turned out well. Good. Um, I made these morning buns that I've made the recipe before, but they turned out, I think, a little better this year. Yeah. Um, which are like a cardamom yeah. kind of cinnamony bun thing. And then I made um, bread rolls for... The dinner because I am obsessed with bread. That sounds great. Yeah. And um, everything turned out like fairly well, but still (laughs) in a very kind of homemade style. (laughs) Rustic. It was rustic. It was very rustic. That sounds nice. Yeah. It was good. Um, The sauerkraut pie, I think, was the the standout. Interesting. Yeah. Do you take picks? Yeah, it's not too pretty, but I'll show you. I'll show you. Thanksgiving food is pretty uggo, by and large. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll put the recipe in our Patreon newsletter. Ooh. Because everyone is very curious. When I okay, yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Recipe section. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple people over, our friends, Lauren and Jillian. So there was four of us total, and I decided to make... <laughs> so two plus so two. So two plus two equals four, for those of you following <laughs> along at home. Um, and no, I, I say that because I, I made the equivalent of like 15 people's worth of food. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's better, you know, no one wants to feel like there's a scarcity issue on Thanksgiving. Oh my God. No. And also famously like Thanksgiving leftovers. Leftovers. Like, what are you going to do? Like, it's not something where you want like clean plates at the end of the night. And just like, we're done. I was proud of myself because I didn't get anxious because it wasn't like high stakes, but I still was making a lot of dishes at Mm -hmm. once. Um, two pies i made green bean casserole i made mashed potatoes i roasted two chickens we had creamed butternut squash we had Mm. stuffing you know the whole yeah thing but it was really great stuffing is something that i think we should like that needs to be a more common okay thank you kelly for (laughs) saying so i agree and here's one of the many reasons why we should be eating stuffing all the time is that i know that i could make like I, I think I make a decent stuffing, but I think I could really nail it if I just had more practice. Because you of make course. it once a year, and you're like, "Oh, I guess I could like," and then you forget what right you, the, by the, the next time changes. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, "Do I need to put more chicken broth? What did I do last year?" And it's like, if you have more practice, you would yes, really be able also, to. It's so delicious. Oh, it's so good. Everyone is obsessed with it on Thanksgiving. It's like, why do we why? not? 
carry that through. <laughs> Same thing for me with green bean casserole. Oh, love a green bean casserole. Yeah, Deb's green bean casserole. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Anyways, yes, I agree with you on that petition to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other, I mean, I love pumpkin pie, but that's not something that you necessarily need to have more than once a year. Yeah. Um, Same with pecan pie. It's like four cups of corn syrup, and it's so good, but it's like really bad for you, obviously. Um, yeah, but I just, again, all, I love cranberry sauce. I don't know your feelings on it. Yeah. Do you make your own? Yeah. Yeah. Even though I know every, especially this year, I felt like there were a lot of takes where people were like, oh, the canned stuff is the best. It's because Allison. <laughs> we won't speak her name on this podcast. No, it's fine. We don't hate her. Um, but yeah, I felt like there were a lot of takes and I was like, I mean, I like the canned stuff, but also like the, it's very easy to make. It's I don't so know easy. It why. takes two seconds. It takes two seconds. I don't know why people are so upset about making their you, own grammar. You brought up a really, you're always you know, so nuanced and thoughtful about things that I'm just like, stupid. But you, <laughs> you were saying while we were writing our Patreon Thanksgiving newsletter that you were like, I'm, I don't want to do like a hot take Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, newsletter. And I was like, Oh, that's so interesting because yeah, everything now bringing, you were saying that I'm paraphrasing you, but that bringing hot takes to like entertaining and like, cooking and home life is like so awful. I thought that was really interesting. Yes. I think it's like the take economy, the take economy influencing, because to me, like I think what it is, is that like entertaining and um, homemaking and all of those things are so like antithetical to like everything bad. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And so to like then incorporate like uh, online right to that i'm like no why are you doing why are I you know. ruining my last no. good thing yeah totally i feel that i feel that um yes that was the canned that was this year yeah that was this year's canned also i saw a lot of and i talked to someone like a lot of people who are like were like spatchcocking the spatchcocking was huge huge this year which is interesting yeah i mean i was I don't like turkey and I don't make it, so I just do. I'm gonna deliciously roast two chickens. chickens. Yeah, it's great. So and much the chicken is also great. Yeah, that's just for everyday night dinner. Delish. Anyways, um, I almost feel like actually speaking of bringing the thing is related to our topic this week. Oh, which is the butterball line. Yes, which. I it's have funny always... to do this after Thanksgiving, but here we but are. Here we are. <laughs> um, I have always thought of the butterball line as, like a fool, as such a sweet, wonderful, and then the Times did a piece on it, and they were like, yeah, it's like marketing. And I was like, oh my God, it's marketing. Oh, okay, that's what we're doing here. Oh, great. Um, so break my <laughs> I feel like most of us have heard of this. Um Famously, uh, This American Life did an episode about the Butterball line, but um, this article uh, is called Turkey Trouble at Butterball Operators Are Still Standing By um, by Kim Severson, who we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a very funny thing from the past that is still around. They were um, saying like in the article, they were like, you can have as many YouTube tutorials as you like. You can have the video that of Allison Roman doing Thanksgiving in an apartment kitchen, you can have as much as you want, but nothing beats a human 
talking you through. Totally. Um, yeah. So what the Butterball line is, is, is a bunch of Midwestern women, um, usually women in a few men and a few men since 2013, they had their (laughs) first man. That's like literally, it started in what the eighties. Yeah. Um, and they're in like the fifth floor of like a fucking build it like office building. Yeah. In, in Illinois. And, uh, it's like the perfect setting for this. Mm -hmm. And, um, starting a little bit before Thanksgiving and then going all the way to Christmas, the butterball line is open and you can call if you're having questions about cooking your Turkey, which is, it is so interesting because right, like the internet does everything for us now. Right. And we, there are all the information's there, but people it's that like, and I've felt it too, like that heat of the moment when you're cooking and you're like, wait, fuck, wait, what? uh," And you just get freaked out. And then like having someone to call is like so sweet and weird yes there was one um like line in it that i was like oh this is like exactly um the crux of it it's it's exactly the the same feeling of going to a restaurant and why restaurants remain important Mm. when you can just get postmates and you can get everything you can go to whatever blah blah yeah um and it was like (laughs) That she was like, all they usually, they, people calling, all they usually need is someone who takes the time to be personal and sympathetic. And I was like, oh, that is like, it really is that moment of like, this person is taking their time. Yeah. To like, talk to me. And of course, we all know the story, like This American Life, the stories of widows and widowers who are trying to do their first Thanksgiving Thanksgiving alone. alone. Or like, kids without their parents or like, whatever. And it's like. They just need, like, it's it's the emotional impact of the day. Yes. Not just how long does it take to cook a 12-pound turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can find that on the internet. Of it's course. there on the internet, but then, yeah, you get in this, like, in this emotional state, and it's, like, it's so, it's, like, so primal and crazy. Yeah. And it is, like, I think that we, like it's such an important moment for us and we all want it to be able to be like perfect. And we all want to be able to like provide comfort to other people Mm -hmm. and like, and be the provider and be the person who has like a wonderful home and a wonderful table. And right. And then it's like, and that pressure to put on yourself is a lot on one day when you probably like most people, don't have dinner party like yeah. most people ex- especially anymore like people don't really do that yeah so it's like all of a sudden one day you're responsible for like 45 dishes and like 12 people like of course it's fucking crazy to ask anyone to do that yeah did you see also the times had an article that was like when did friendsgiving become as fraught as family thanksgiving and no I was like, so true so true so true for us for our generation. <laughs> I don't call it Friendsgiving. I think that's stupid. No, but I don't understand I don't, calling why? it. Why? Why? It's Thanksgiving. It's still Thanksgiving. It's still Thanksgiving. It's so stupid. Friendsgiving. Everyone's it's like, so yeah, I had a Friendsgiving. I'm like, no, I had a Thanksgiving. Thank you, you know very what? much. It's the same. My it's, family is what I make it. These are, this is my chosen, chosen family. family. Chosen family. Chosen family. <laughs> <laughs> I scream chosen family. Yeah, everyone's the top like, of my okay. lungs. They're like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like why is that straight woman screaming? <laughs> yeah why does she, is she from a marginal no okay um, no reason to have a chosen family okay. got it um anyways 
Yeah, um, but it is interesting that it's still around and still, like, they say they take, like, 10,000 calls on Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. Right? It's crazy. It's so crazy. But it was also interesting, at the end of the article, they have, like, this just... the statistic of like the average call is like four and a half minutes. Yeah. You just need to get talked down really briefly and they're like, okay, you're actually doing okay. Like it should be ready in an hour and like just baste it one more time and you're ready to go. Great job. Yeah. Oh God. Or no, it's more like, okay, now let's, um, all right. Can you tell me a little bit about the bird? (laughs) Now how, you know, funny because I'm, you know, Naperville is not far from where I'm from. Okay. So everyone talks like me. So you're not, (laughs) it's not. Well, I think in my version of the story, it is (laughs) (laughs) might be a Chicago accent where they're like, all right, all right. What you gonna, what, I don't know. What you gonna want to do. Yeah. The Chicago accent is, I I so naturally go New England or New York now. It's Chicago accent's kind of weird the chicago accent is very weird because it's it's a little bit oh it's a little bit yeah but it's mostly like just very like flat flat yeah you know it's like eh. oh right 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 we were talking about how hot the long island accent is the other day hachimachi it's so ugly it's so ugly it's so ugly it's ugly hot it's ugly hot yeah it's the javier bardem of accents it's like Pussy nose. Ew, dude, I told you never to say that again. You've said it once on this podcast. It's disgusting. You guys know what I'm talking about. Anyways. Lady. Ew. God damn it, Kelly. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways. Um, wait, there was one other really funny uh, quote from this where someone said, hold on, it's so fucking funny. I was like, excuse me? Um... It's the most brilliant piece of branding, says Joanna Saltz, the editorial director of Delish and House Beautiful. Kill yourself. Okay. Um, In the day and age of automated everything, getting a live human on the phone on the most culinarily challenging day of the year, it's so genius. It's like calling the police. I was like, I'm... I, I'm <laughs> sorry, what did you just <laughs> That thing we all love. It's so calming. It's like calling the damn cops. It's also what like, fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Like that's, that's what people do to get a person on the line? I'm like, okay, there's better ways of getting connection than calling the cops. Also famously, like 911 dispatchers all have PTSD, like yes. severely, like, because they're like, I hear people getting murdered. I hear women getting beat by their husbands. Like, it's awful. And she's like, you know, that's so soothing experience of like... Like, what kind of Thanksgivings have you been going to? (laughs) You know what? These mashed potatoes, I gotta call the cops. I'm calling the cops. I think I overcooked the potatoes. I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the cops. So crazy. Anyways, what was your comment that you wanted? What if I was one of those people who was like, you know, what's a Christmas movie? LA Confidential, deal with it. You know, people yeah. who have hot takes on Christmas movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that movie starts on Christmas. LA Confidential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started rewatching that. I mentioned it before on this podcast, anyways. It's, I couldn't deal with it. I literally, last time I watched it, fell asleep. It's, and it's a very hard movie to sleep through, but I still managed to do it. It's so violent and bad. I know, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, everyone's being killed. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> back it's really crazy. Also, Russell Crowe, no. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How that guy got slipped past the Hollywood, like, hot radar, I have no idea. Because he's an Aussie? They let, oh, that should have been another fucking I mean, penalty. that's a strike against him, but you know people think that's hot. It's not. Everybody, you're wrong. I know. Accents are bad. 
accents are really bad. <laughs> Except Long Island. That's Except it. Long Island. Oh my God, don't even get me started. Wait, did you watch The Irishman yet? No, I'm saving myself. <laughs> She's like, I'm For waiting. marriage. Don't that night get married. <laughs> I want to be a bride when I watch The Irishman. Oh my God, you get married, go to the bridal suite. <laughs> Yeah. Press play on my computer <laughs> to watch The Irishman. Press play on your MacBook Air <laughs> from 2013. <laughs> like, no, we're not having sex. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone knows you don't have sex on your wedding night. Everyone knows you watch The Irishman. Everyone That's, knows. Everyone knows that. Everyone You're knows. too tired from the wedding. You're just going to sit down and watch The Irishman. Um, Of course. Okay. See the de-aging technology. God. I wish they'd use it on me. <laughs> on your wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So someone commented, which made me freaking LOL. Yeah. I have to say, to me, this is a real microcosm of Americana. Only in USA. A common Canadian refrain, at least when I was growing up, okay, boomer. <laughs> This is what Americans are about. They see a problem. Let's get together, organize, and help with a smile. They do their most to make this world a better place for themselves and others. What the fuck? (laughs) Thank you, Kim Beerley from Canada. Okay. No Canadians allowed. Y'all don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're taking so many free prescription drugs. You're just writing (laughs) comments. Saying the hell out. Also, you have to look at this. We'll post this to the Instagram because it's literally more dashes than I have seen. I know that everyone on Twitter says, I love an M dash. Not more than Kim Beerley, you don't. <laughs> okay. It's literally every other. No, that's not acceptable. <laughs> um, I do think this is like, I don't know why this, I mean, it's been featured in um, pop culture but again, like the National Enquirer movie we saw, why hasn't there been a freaking, at least a short? About- Guys, the next project that Lily and I do is we are writing a television program about working for the National Enquirer in the 70s. Don't steal our idea. Don't steal your, damn it, Kelly. Okay, well, we're doing it. <laughs> it's going to be, you couldn't even do it if you wanted to, because we saw the movie and nobody else did. <laughs> so we know what's going on. <laughs> and it will be based solely on the movie. We're not using outside sources. Yes. <laughs> It's our primary source. It's our primary as... source. It's a Carl Bernstein interview that CNN did. <laughs> and the other thing is that I have to play the like decrepit old person who's been working at the. Who's net. like, I've got the tea on Bob Hope. Yeah, head down, tits up, lady. That's <laughs> that's what she says to all the new lady reporters. Did we talk about seeing that movie on this yet? It's good. Yeah, we talked about it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, we talked about it. shut up. You know, we <laughs> no, we haven't talked about is this subject for more than fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have heard the episode of This American Life. You guys pretty much know. I haven't, but it sounds sad. It's sad because I mean, it's moving. No, yeah, moving to me is the same as sad, and I try to avoid it. Oh no, I mean, <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> the, I also didn't know that like you have to people freeze their turkeys. Um, yeah. You get a frozen you turkey. You get a frozen turkey. And then you have to thaw it. I mean, I'm confused it. already. I need the butterball. Actually, I read something that said, here's a little hot tip for your next Halloween. Or, uh, sorry, thank you. <laughs> Why this would be on Halloween. Sorry, confusing. Stick your head in the turkey and tell everyone it's a witch's taint or whatever. Witch's <laughs> taint. Sorry. <laughs> taint. <laughs> I'm 
kind of go too gross. And then, well, as sorry, I was... <laughs> you think taint is less gross than tit? Is that what I'm learning? No, because I was thinking like when you put, you know, in the haunted house, I'm like, this is the spaghetti oh, is witch's yeah. hair or whatever. And then I was like, well, I don't want to be like too graphic. So like sticking your hand inside a turkey, what would that feel like? It doesn't <laughs> really make sense that it would be the taint, but I didn't want to go full orifice. <laughs> That's <laughs> how that joke happened. Okay. And I loved it. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I literally forget what I was going to say. Thawing um, turkey. Thawing turkeys. So I read something that, um, <laughs> It's actually better to get a frozen turkey because, like, if you get a turkey that's refrigerated, there will still be, usually they're kept at, like, 34, which means that some ice crystals form, and and so that does something to the meat, whereas if it's frozen, it's all ice crystals or something. Yeah. So it's better to get a frozen than a refrigerated if you can't get fresh from the farm. Gotcha. Because you'll still get some ice crystals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Read that. I read that in the Butterball <laughs> Manual. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. So if you want to thaw the turkey, a couple days in the fridge, or a couple hours in a water bath. Kelly, you know what? I've got some seasonal work for you. At the Butterball Call <laughs> Line, you're hired. <laughs> I was like, what is it? What is it? I'm yeah, all expenses paid trip to Naperville. Naperville, again, where very you, near where I grew up. Um, interesting. Nope, that's fucked up. Never mind. No, um, tell me. No, I was not. Say it's it. not a. Say it. It's not a good premise, and I was just like, why would I even think that? Okay. I was thinking there. If you want to do kind of like a die-hard shooter sitch, like scenario with. Uh-huh. With the Butterball call line floor, that would oh, be interesting. Okay, kind of like terrorism, and then one of the floors that is happening is the Butterball call line. Kind of a funny, like a little bit of comedic relief in like a disaster, scary, suspenseful movie. The ladies are still holding it down. They're still. They're like they won't put the phone down. It's their fucking duty to get and this turkey Alec, in the oven. Alan Rickman's absolutely <laughs> terrorizing them. He's like, "Oh, you want to make your turkey?" And they're like, "Yes." We like, I will kill one <laughs> butterball call line operator an hour until I see Bruce Willis's hot ass in this. <laughs> and he goes into the American accent. He's like, I just want mashed potatoes, sir. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Die Hard, unfortunately, another movie I've never seen. Sorry. <laughs> Kelly. I've seen some of it. I, like, this is why you can't talk to men. <laughs> I know. I'm going to give you... But a, that's why I read those John Woo Wikipedia pages all the time. God damn it, Kelly. So I try to have something to say to them. No, I say, I'm taking you to my school of flirting. You're going to listen to the Traveling Wilburys. You're going <laughs> to watch Die Hard and Terminator. I know. We're going to get I you out there. I have almost nothing to say to men. Because it's like the stuff that we have in common, I usually know more about than them. Right. And then the stuff that, and then there's a huge gulf. It's so easy. They're so dumb. No, I know that they're dumb. That's why I know more stuff than them. I know, but I'm saying you got to learn base level of the other stuff. One kind of deep cut thing. And then they're like, oh, and then it's over. I know. That's why I read the Wikipedia. All right. I'm still sending you to the school. After after you're done with the Butterball Hollywood, you're going to come back and go to the Charm School. Charm run school. by me and Sunnyside Queens. <laughs> the Charm School. 
<laughs> the charm school where Lillian's like, I don't know, just be tiny and talk about fucking Tom Petty. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not even tiny. <laughs> I'm not even. Stop. <laughs> oh, God. My God. Anyways. I know. <laughs> I know. No, you're doing great, kiddo. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Lillian. No problem. <laughs> Um, also real quick, I feel like this is slightly related and I didn't read any more of it than taking a screenshot and sending it to Kelly, but <laughs> the fucking Irishman promo that they did, Netflix oh, essentially God, took over a neighborhood laughing. in New York city, which is like so fucking hideous. Also, and- it's like everyone, like, I feel like once a month there's an article that's like, Netflix is losing an incredible amount of money every year. What is happening? Please stop. And Uh, everyone's just like, cool. So they're going to Little Italy (laughs) and making an entirely new fucking building facades that look like the 70s and saying, hey, tell this shop owner that Jimmy sent you. And then they get free stuff. It's so embarrassing. It's also like who, but did you see, did I send this to you, um, that apparently... It's the evil marketing versus the wholesome marketing of Butterball. Yes, that is so true. But apparently, uh, this is someone tweeted this. Okay. Um, my friend who did wardrobe for the Irishman told me that all the background actors were recruited from two Facebook groups, Italian American appreciation group and mafia appreciation group. And every time Joe Pesci came on set, they all cheered. <laughs> is it true? Don't know, but I love it. Joe Pesci is. Uh, one of America's greatest heroes. I started watching Goodfellas, which another movie I've never seen Ooh, on Thanksgiving. So good, right? It was very good. It was very violent. I love Lorraine Baracco. She's amazing. I didn't finish it. You will have to, though. <laughs> you will. You will have to. <laughs> you will have to, Kelly. <laughs> but Joe Pesci is incredible in that movie. And he's yeah. the same character in all of his movies, but yeah. very great guy. <laughs> by, all account, by all accounts hell of a guy oh yeah we've talked about it on this podcast we we stand yeah um like honestly would i think would you have sex with joe current Pet- day <laughs> no mm-hmm. 1983 still probably no are you kidding me uh he's not very attractive no i know but it's joe pesci <sighs> i'd think about it all right also, yeah, duh. Okay, so <laughs> like I don't even four know. Four drinks in, I'll sleep with anyone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, obviously you have to have drinks to drink fucking fuck Joe Pesci. To fuck. To fuck <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. Nor- like a normal person, you have to be almost blackout to actually have sex. Duh. Duh. Okay. Um, <clears throat> are we done here? I think we're done here. <laughs> I think we're So, butterball line, marketing, but still good. Yeah, uh, marketing's unintentional positive consequences. Marketing's unintentional positive consequences. Um, the need that we're all so incredibly isolated and sad, and the world is crumbling, and we just need someone to talk to for three minutes at yeah. our lowest point. I think you know. Um, so, like, call mm-hmm. the social. Some- you know what? Nationalize the butterball. <laughs> Get those women to organize. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Nationalize the butterball. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we'll we'll post some good pics with this episode because the you got to mm-hmm. see the ladies in action. Oh, you gotta. You know, God, I wish I were their like foreman. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I want to be in charge of the Butterball ladies. <laughs> if I can't be a madam, I want to be in charge of the Butterball ladies. <laughs> I want to be in charge. <laughs> I want to be in charge. Lillian's going to do um, 1970s flight attendant requirements on them, that if they <laughs> don't make weight three times in a row, they're fired. Get those little turkey scars <laughs> tied tight, ladies, around your little necks. I don't want to see any waddles, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, God, again, we're just good writers, is what the thing is. Um, <laughs> yeah, die well, hard. Look out for look. our <laughs> fucking National Enquirer show coming. Die hard butterball <laughs> edition. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's the funniest thing I've ever said. Um, Please review and rate and subscribe. I know we say it, but it really does help this podcast go absolutely nowhere. And we love you all very much for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.